Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Namoski and welcome back to our final Supercoach Draft Rankings. We've gone through the fullbacks, today we'll be going through the hookers. So going to try and group these up into little tiers to make it a little bit quicker because I know obviously now we're starting to get to some of the bigger position groups. So I'll kind of tackle them in little little groups that I've got. So first group here is the elite group. we got two in this group here. I've got Damian Cook and I've got the big man or the little man from Melbourne, Harry Grant. So to me, these are the two standouts for the hookers this season in Supercoach. Both you can draft in the first two rounds very easily and be happy with it. Damian Cook, I think, will go somewhere around picks 5 to 8. Grant, I suspect, probably the 10 to 14 range. But again, I don't think you're going to go wrong. These are the two guys that can easily go over a 70 for the hookers and can do very good tons. You know, Cook's got those nice games where he can dart out to me half and get those try assists. Grant, to me, is going to be more explosive as the try scorer. I do suspect as if they get closer to the line, Grant will dart and go a little bit more than a Cook, so potentially a higher ceiling. Both players will play Origin this year, so you've got to factor that into their game's time. And Harry Grant did pick up a little couple of injuries last year. So Cook is a little bit more durable and proven, so I think that's why I've given him the nod there. But both two really good options that you can roll with in the first two rounds of a draft. The next player I've got in his own little tier is Apisai Coruscant. So to me, Appy's the third one off the board very easily. I've got him as a round three pick. So I think for me, once those first two guys go... It will be a staring contest in a draft to say who's going to pick Appy, because I do think after that it is a considerable drop. So to me, it's going to be very interesting. I think in that Panthers team that will score a lot of points, Appy is very appealing. Now, whether they do play a Mitch Kenny off the bench and, you know, try and give Appy a 65 to 70 minute roll to try and keep him fresh for the back end of the season, it's possible. But again, in those 65, 70 minutes, I think you're going to get very good quality minutes, a lot of potential for try scoring or assisting. So to me, Appy's clear-cut number three. Again, I don't think he'll go... If, if he does get picked around two, I would be slightly surprised. But I think if he, fe- if he fell out around three, especially around four, then I think at that... Especially for me, if I'm picking, you know, rare pick uh, 34 and 39 in my draft, I don't think I can let Appy go past 39. I think that the ceiling there for a hooker um, is, is very high. So the next category on the list is Tier 3, and these are the, the sneaky jewels. So I've got Victor Radley and Jazz Tavanga right right behind each other here. So to me, two guys. Radley, once he, you know, eases himself back in off the injury, you know, there's, there's rumors he may be starting off the bench. I think he confirmed that on a recent podcast. They're looking at starting off the bench to try and get the minutes and the legs back. But once he's back and, you know, he's in that Roosters team and he's really offering that shape around the middle of the park, you know, adding that extra bit of ball-playing ability those sneaky offloads that he has got in his game. I think it's a really interesting pick is to put him at hooker. And just of only, you know he's a workhorse, you know, potentially going to start at 13. Then I can see potentially moving in a dummy half, potentially if the Egan experiment doesn't work. So, but both players there, really high upside. To me, I've probably got them, I've got them as my pick 82 to 87. So somewhere in that round uh, 6 to 7 to 8 range. You know, I wouldn't go really too high on those guys. Especially Radley, just because, you know, I know the upside is there, but just got to see how he does look off the ACL. Some, some players, you know, can come back and look really good 12 months post-op, but, you know, 
they, they do say uh, to get back to your true self, you know, you're probably looking closer to that 24 mark. So an interesting one, you know, I, I wouldn't mind the play if I haven't picked a hooker by then and, you know, I get to, you know, pick 82, 87, I've got a Radley or a Tavunga on the board. It does intrigue me. I do think they'll go a lot higher in some drafts. I have pinged them a little bit just because Radley coming off the injury and Tavunga, I just want to kind of see the minute layout that Nathan Brown's going to bring there. So that's the, that's the third tier. Fourth tier, I've got a big bunch here. So I'll just read through the names. Reed Barney, Jaden Braley, Andrew McCulloch, Braden, Braden, um, sorry, Blakey Braley, and Connor Watson. So I've got them all, you know, in my big board. I've got Reed Marnie, 98, Connor Watson, 122. So all in that kind of, you know, that 20, 20 range there. All interesting players to me. I think, you know, you can really go low in a draft on these guys. I don't think any of them will be picked really high. And it's one of those ones where, you know, you can really get to around 7, 8, 9. And I think potentially some of these guys will be there, you know. I think a Reed Marnie has the potential to go a bit higher. But to me, you know, I look at this little group of the two Braley boys and McCulloch. To me, I think that's where I'll kind of be targeting in my draft personally. I would really love to get them into, you know, my pick 106 or 111 in my snake. I think I'd really like to nail a, a one of those guys there. I think that's value. I think, you know... M- all potentially going to play upwards of 65 to 80 minutes. In Out of the ones, which one do I prefer the most? I'll probably go Andrew McCulloch. I think he's been brought there to do a job for a reason. I think the coach has a lot of uh, trust in him. And, you know, he's obviously got the connection with Ben Hunt and Corey Norman. So, you know, there's going to be a good good chemistry around those guys. You've got a player like Matt Dufty sniffing around the play of the ball. To me, I think McCulloch is probably the guy I would go for in this range. And I think it's a really nice point in the draft. Um... As we'll go through these again, the way I kind of have kind of done the draft and my big board myself is lay out the position groups, kind of have a look and see, you know, as you start getting down in your draft and you say, to me, I looked at it and I said, okay, McCulloch is, you know, I've got him 113 overall. I've got him in that 100, that 100 pick range. To me, I think that's value. I think I can easily, if I don't, if I don't, if Cook doesn't slip to me. Potentially Grant, I'd probably, I'd, if Grant was there at 15, I probably would go a Harry Grant, or if Coruscant was there, you know, 39. Um, but, you know, after that, then I won't even look at Hooker for the next probably four or five rounds. And then once we get down there and, you know, I've built my team nicely and, you know, I've got an 80-minute player in McCulloch, you know, who's just going to do a job and, you know, he's going to tackle, got the odd attacking stat in him, then I think that's value. So it's, again, how you want to build your draft, but you look at that list again, Marnie, Braley, Braley, McCulloch, Watson. Connor Watson, starting lock. I think if he does, you know, with Fitzgibbon out for the start of the season, if they do go Watson at lock and that does prove successful, then they'll, they'll stick with it. I, I see no reason why Lachlan Fitzgibbon, you know, if this team's playing well, he's an instant in back into this team. To me, I think there's definitely potential for Watson to keep that spot. And then that's a very nice, that's a very nice jewel there to have a Connor Watson who can really explode, you know. Two years ago when he was playing, you know, he was coming off the bench and something's average just average just under a seventy. So he's just one of those guys that can go really big and really perform for you. So Reed Marnie for Parramatta. Again, I love him as a sixty five minute player. Uh would like to see, you know, if he does do that, then let's see if the potential is there to maybe give him a rest and you know, can be there later in the season so you can get a full season out of him. And the two Braley boys, to me, um, probably Jaden sorry, is the one I'd go for there. I think the potential there for 80 minutes for him in the club leadership group. 
and just you know in the two games he played last year, averages seventy. Again, very very short sample size, but you know the attacking stat is there for him, and he's a very solid defender. So that's a nice little group there. You know, if you're not wanting to address Hooker early on, if you think it's Cook and no one else, or even if you think you know unless Cook fell all the way down to the bottom of the first round, I don't want to address it. I think you can come with that that group of players there and be really happy. Still get a really nice average out of your hooker and call it a day. The next group I've got, I've got the next four players. This is my... I'm very intrigued. If the list above, you know, went really early, like if Marnie, McCulloch and the Brayleys went much earlier than what I would want there, then I'm happy to go for these guys. So this group, Wade Egan, Drew Marshall King, Reese Robson and uh, Little from the Tigers. These guys, I've got it around the 128 to 147 range on the big board. Egan, looks like he's going to play, play 80 minutes or very close to it. Marshall King, I think he should be playing 80. Reese Robson, again, should be playing 80. And Little, I think he should be playing 80. I think these are all potential really low in your draft. You know, I've got them penciled in around the pick in my draft, pick 130 to 135. I think they'll be there, and I think there's value. You know, and Egan... If he can lock down and get an 80-minute roll there, it's a 50, you know? If, if a hooker is playing uh, 80 minutes in the modern game with all the tackling and, you know, the odd attacking stat, you're going to get a 45 and a 50. If you can get that really low in a draft and address some other areas, then why not do that? A Marshall King, I did I did have him uh, for a little bit last season. And, you know, there was one game when I had him or Carl Lawton, and I said I'm going to start Carl Lawton because there's obviously Katoa on the bench for the Bulldogs. And Marshall King came out and got a 90. He's just one of those guys that, ha- when he's around, he's very nippy around the play of the ball. He does dart, and when he sees it, he'll spot it and he'll go, you know. And that's really good in a, in a super coach hooker. You want that. Reese Robson, another guy I had last year after a trade. Early in the season, I remember his game against the Roosters. Just a really strong, you know, he's our, our dummy half. Very low center of balance, you know, close to the line. He can burrow his way over for a try. In defense, yes, you know, in games he does get a bit fatigued and he does miss a couple of tackles. He obviously gets some minus points there. And the Ruben Cotter effect on the bench, if he does get picked, you know, yes, could swipe some minutes from him. But again, at that point of the draft, why not? And then obviously Little, to me, as we'll talk about in my Love Hate podcast uh, a bit later on in about a week or two, to me, he's just one of these loves for me. I think I'd potentially see him getting 80 minutes. Now, again, I think the Tigers are going to come last. There's so many players I do want from the Tigers. But he's just got that attacking mindset, you know. Seeing highlights of him in the juniors, you know, when he gets out of half, it's electric. You know, he can really get out in front of the ball. You know, he's got a very nice pass on him. To me, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting play. Two more groups here. The next group is the... I see potential, but I'm not going to go there. So, by now, I would have picked my hooker in the draft. But these guys, I, I can see the pathway, but there's just some things stopping me. So Josh Hodgson, the thing stopping me. Tom Starling, post-ACL. Jake Friend, the thing stopping me. Injury prone, and Sam Verrill's on the bench. Mitch Rain, potential for Cam Smith. Not a big fan of Mitch Rain. And Jake Turpin, I don't know what Brisbane are going to do at hooker. Cam Smith might be there. They might sign Danny Levi. There's just a couple of things. So those four guys, I definitely see potential. You know, at the end of this, if I come back at the end of the season and Josh Hodgson is fifth and Jake Turpin is seventh and Mitch Rain is ninth, then I'll eat, I'll eat it and go, yep, I was wrong on that. But to me, I just can't go near them. You know, 
great plays in their mind in their own right, but from a super coach perspective, I can see minutes getting taken. I can see inconsistent play. So not gonna go there. In the last group, again, this is just the I just need to flag their name in case of an injury happens. So this is probably more of a waiver pickup as we go through the season. Tom Starling, unless Josh Hodgson is gone. Cade Cast or Lachlan Croker, whoever gets the nine for Manly. Sam Verrills, if Jake Friend goes down. And Billy Walters, if he does go to Brisbane and does start at the number nine, interested later in the season. So that's the hookers, guys. Again, as, as I said in the fullbacks, it's about how you want to tackle your draft. If you think Cook and Grant and even Chorus out are just head and, above, head and shoulders above the rest and you want to spend a top three pick on him, go ahead. If you think Radley and Tavanga and, you know, a Braley or a McCulloch is worth a fourth and fifth, do it. But I think there's definitely players, you know, if you think the difference between a Reed Marnie and a Reese Robson is not that much and you can wait three more rounds, it's something you can do. If you want to take the punt on Josh Hodgson really late, if he's, you know, there at round 11 and everyone's scared to take him and you go, this is my guy, you you just pick the guys that you want to pick. To me, when I do my, when I'm going to go into the draft, again, I think if Cook and Grant are there in round one or two, I'll take. If Coruscant is there in by round four, I'll take. Other than that, I probably won't touch a hooker until probably round eight, nine, ten. I'll take whatever the best one is. You know, if McCulloch, Watson, Egan, Robson, then I'll take I'll take whoever's there and be very happy with it. To me, hookers this one this year where I think there'll be a lot of waiver tinkering. With if there's some injuries, you know, or Billy Walters coming back, there's there's gonna be some there's some injuries. There's gonna be some suspensions. I think it's one of those positions, especially with some of the jewels, you can really patchwork together. Me last season, I think I had nine hookers through the whole season in my draft comp. I had just going through it here. I had I had uh, Jaden Braley. I had Connor Watson. I had Wade Egan. I had Marshall King. I had Robson. I had Friend. I had uh, who else do we have here? I had Tavanga. So again, there's just so so many options where you can really you can patch something together. If you want to go Cook and Grant and just you know be happy with it and not have to think about Hooker for the rest of their season, definitely what you can do. But to me, this is probably the most out of all the positions. This is the one besides second row where I just see deep value late in your draft where you can really get a piece, be happy with it. And if you do need to you know move on from that piece, you didn't do a heart, you didn't. You invest a lot of draft capital in it, so you don't feel too bad moving on or trading from it. So, again, you know, if Reese Robson, you pick him up in round nine, and he turns into a gun, and you can flip him because you know you're going to pick up Billy Walters in round ten, and you can flip flip Reese Robson for a real piece, then you know, you've not much draft capital. You've turned it into a nice piece, and you've got a you've got a waiver. So there's definitely a couple of ways you can do it, guys. So thanks for listening. That's the Hookers Pod. We'll come back next with the 5.8s. Let's go 5.8 next. So thanks for listening, guys. Again, the socials, at the NRL Rewind, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a like, a follow. Uh, it's all, always helpful. Uh, I love seeing the, the listen numbers grow, guys. So you guys are doing awesome work for me. Again, this is just literally, I'm a guy who loves footy and just wants to talk about it. So really cool knowing that some guys are out there. You know, you might think that my opinions are you know, really out there or, you know, don't know what I'm talking about, but at least it's something, it's another opinion for you as you roll into your drafts or even if, you know, you're just kind of wanting to, even from a classic, you know, kind of see where some value is, you know, as we talk about the classic soon. 
just again, what I'm always out there, you know, I've been smashing some podcasts recently, you know, the Three Wise Draftman podcast, you know, the SC Talk, all those guys do really good work. So I'm hoping I'm going to be one of those guys that can give you an opinion and, you know, make you think about it. So thanks for listening, guys. Again, we'll come back with the 5.8s very soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and hear from you soon. Cheers.